back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, breathwork coach, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, my friend, before we dive into it, let's do some deep breathing. Let's just do three breaths. Let's do a 426. I'm feeling a 426 right now. Channel the parasympathetic, rest and recover as we inhale. In through the nose, expand the belly nice and big on the inhale. Hold at the top for two. Exhale out the mouth for six. Belly goes back into the center. We're going to do that three times. Take this moment for ourselves. Tap into the body. Tap into the breath. And let's begin in three, two, one. Inhale through the nose. Two, three, four. Hold it. One, two. Exhale. Two, three, four five six again inhale through the nose expand the belly two three four hold it one two exhale out the mouth five four three two one last one inhale through the nose big belly big belly big belly three four hold one two exhale out the mouth four three two one Return to the natural breathing. Thank you guys for practicing nice and quick. Again, it's amazing what happens when you take one minute of presence and stillness, which is what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> but before we dive into today's episode on this beautiful quote, it's probably, as I reflect, it's one of my favorite quotes. But before that, Actually, first off, I want to say, if you've listened to my last episode, talk about Barbie, my mom called me out on this. I'm grateful for this because it keeps us in check. I realized that I, I called Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds a few times, which is such a rookie mistake for a movie lover like me and how ingrained I am in the culture of you know celebrity and following IMDb and, and priding myself in knowing names and faces. So I apologize, Mr. Gosling do better moving forward but it's also fascinating to reflect on how many times we go throughout our days where we say something and we're unable to actually catch ourselves we're so unconscious that it doesn't even right it's like the first step in changing out of the program out of the the habit is awareness and it was like I was so in my stuff of being right in my ideas that I said something that was wrong and if I really listened to myself I would have known that I was wrong but I wasn't able to catch myself. So awareness is the first step, guys. Don't judge myself for it. Try to move forward with grace. It's a learning lesson. And right now, because I haven't been doing this with the last couple episodes, and it's something that I wanna practice to instill moving forward in every aspect of my life, no matter what I'm doing, what I'm about to enter, is setting the intention before I go in. So right now I wanna set the intention to be slow, to be mindful, to be present, focus on diction, focus on articulation, and be myself. So those are my intentions for moving forward. Again, I'm talking if you're going into work. We go into work every single day, right? And it's so easy to forget and get lost in the cycle and the routines. But slowly start to make a practice. Every time you get out of your car and you're walking to the door, what's my intention for today? Every time I'm going on an acting gig, I'm getting on a set, what is my intention? while I'm here. 
every time I'm going to the gym, what is my intention? Because sometimes we're just working out just to work out and we forget our reasons as to why we're in the gym. What is our focus? Sometimes we're on our phone more than we're actually focused on, you know, getting results, right? So setting intention before each meal that we eat, setting intention before we hang out with a certain friend, a certain family member. I think it's one of the most incredible practices and it's something I'm working on and that I'm not fully consistent yet with yet because I'm I do it I set the intention a lot less than when I don't set an intention. So the habit is not setting an intention and just running through all and when you do that you're kind of on autopilot, you know? So I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. One step in front of the other until we it, we make it a habit. It takes time, man. This work, this growth takes takes a lot of time. I mean, you practice any new skill, you know how long it takes to really start to master it. So, but I'm here. I'm working on it. So yes, that is that is one thing: setting an intention, being mindful, and then one of the things I also wanted to talk about was if you guys are familiar with Euphoria, if you follow the zeitgeist of Hollywood and and pop culture, you might have seen that Angus Cloud just passed away. And he plays a, a really, really critical role, an amazing role in Euphoria. And he just passed away. And it's interesting, you know, what death does because people die every single day. And we see certain celebrities, you know, passing. Not fairly frequently, but not not fairly frequently, you know? And it's interesting, sometimes if we have no relation or connection to them, you don't really feel it. But then sometimes you do feel it. And death hits harder, depending on kind of who it was and, and the legacy that they left behind and the impact that they made while they were, while they were in the living. And <clears throat> I think of like Kobe, I think of Chadwick Boseman, I think of Twitch, I think of certain guys and I'm, I'm feel I don't want to be disrespectful because a lot of people have passed and everyone is, has had an incredible impact on this world. But there's something about like the impact that Kobe had, the respect he had, the way he approached the game, the way he approached life. He can he he it was it was it was like to the extent of like Martin Luther King passing, you know, like a, like a massive idol and figure, like it hit. Emotionally, I never met Kobe in my life. You know, it was actually we used to play against Lower Marion High School um, in the same conference. You know, in basketball, we play him twice, twice a year. So we would always go to his gym. So that was my only connection to him. But it hits really hard when these big figures pass, and you feel like you knew them, or they left such an immediacy, such a, such a legacy, that it, it influences you when they pass. And there's a, there's just a a stillness and a feeling that kind of washes over you. And Angus Cloud, he, I, I'm, he, I never met him. Other than Euphoria, I don't really know much about him. And from the outside looking in, I would think that maybe his passing wouldn't affect me as much because I didn't know him as much and he wasn't in my life. But there was something about hearing his passing that really affected me maybe it's because he is 25 years old and I'm 25 years old and he's an artist and you realize kind of how precious life is 
I don't know, and you know, we never really know the circumstance, the mental space that they're in, but I, I had heard that his father passed away a week before, and I think he passed away from an overdose. So the struggles of what's going on in there and and the love, you know, you really kind of, some people, when there's passing, people say nice things just because it's what's expected, but there's some people who leave a mark on certain individuals, right? It's not what you say, it's how you make people feel where people's hearts are so broken and they express so much love that you can feel its authenticity. And just hearing the way people talked about him, I felt that, I felt like he carried himself in a way with grace um, and love and he mattered, you know? And again, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm an emerging artist and, and, and just the fact that someone young, 25, like that, again, people are dying every single day, you know? And it's almost challenging to say one life is more important over another, right? But it affected me, man. And, you know, even the happiest people externally struggle. And I think that's never rung more true than, like, seeing Twitch take his own life, who externally seemed like he had everything. And it's fascinating. I was listening to, I don't want to make this too dark, but a podcast episode with Andrew Huberman talking about, you know, suicide and it's a dark rabbit hole to go down, but it, it he was saying how fascinating it is, the reasons why people give up all hope. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but there's something so precious about life, and I think hearing loss, I don't know why, but death has always kind of been, not in the back of my mind, but I've thought of it, I've daydreamed about it, and it kind of sobers you up a lot to really sit with gratitude right I think that there if we were all immortal it would take away the preciousness of life and the beauty of it in a way I think the fact that life is finite there's there's a there's an immediacy there's an urgency to kind of live to experience and I think when you're reminded of that that we're not immortal that there is a finite amount of time here it's a nice fuel source to really live, to really connect, to impact, to build relationships, to not get stuck in your own shit that's so small. Like if death takes over in your immediate area, then all the small things that keep us stuck and worried and angry and pissed off at each other just seems to go away. I was listening to Simon Sinek talk about his experience with 9-11 and he was saying that, you know, the following weeks and months afterwards, New York was just different. People were just, there was no crime. There was just love. And when, again, you experience something as hard as that, where we're like, oh my gosh, we could be gone any second, any second. And there's always risk in everything that we do in life. Like we could have like, the, like any, any day, any second, any time we could go. I don't know why this is getting so morbid, Andrew. But you realize how precious life is. And I just want to be reminded of that. And I try not to dwell too much in it, because I don't know if that's f- super healthy. But I think if we're ignorant of how much time we have here, then you get stuck in the small things. And the big things are what's really cool, man. And you appreciate the little things. You really do. You really do. So, yeah.
I had no idea where that was coming from, but booyah. Yeah, so that just had me just thinking about life. And I was, the past couple of days I've been reading at the park. And it's been really nice out, really beautiful, not too hot, not too cold. Sun shining, but also every once in a while clouds, you know, overcast. So it's not, you know, you're not, it's not just absolutely roasting you to a crisp. And I'm reading this great book. I'm getting lost in the story. And every once in a while, I'll just look up. I'll take a moment if I end a chapter, and I'll just try to sit in stillness. And whenever I get really not overwhelmed, but you know the the highs and lows of life, it's this constant up and down, up and down, up and down, kind of like a heart rate monitor. I think life moves in, in waves like that, like like literal waves, frequencies, and can't really deny the highs, and we can't deny the lows. It's, it's a part of the progression. So how do you navigate the lows? So when the lows really come, even also the highs. One of my undeniable favorite practices is sitting in nature. Because when we get caught up in the minutia, in all the social media, and the news, and the darkness, but also, it also can be like a double-edged sword where we're seeing darkness on the social media, but then we're also seeing a lot of good in social media, but then seeing the good reinforces that maybe we're not being good enough, not doing enough, and then that can spiral you down. And it's this whole mental game, this mental mindset. And it's, I find it fascinating. Like I, I met a friend last week and he's just not in the social media space. And I'm like, what a different reality he's living in than someone who's always consuming social media you know, like it's part of our job, it's part of our work. It's like my second resume is posting and sharing what I'm doing. But what a different reality when I'm posting for people in the metaverse versus just living in my immediate environment, in my workforce, at my home life, with my friends, with my neighbors. I'm just here. This is all that exists for me. There's a simplicity to it. And there's something really beautiful about that. I, like, I think about that back in tribal days where we could dream yeah but all that we knew and all that was and all that is was the moment it was cooking food we cooked food we couldn't escape in certain things maybe we could read but we would hunt we would play we would play with sticks we would like all there ever was was the moment and the more i guess books was really one of my, it's one of my favorite. Like I love books. I love getting lost in stories. But still, when I'm reading a book and I'm getting lost in a story, I'm traveling. I'm literally traveling to another dimension. I'm traveling to another place. Like my soul is traveling. My my mind is traveling, and I'm not in the moment anymore. And then we fast forward to social media, where it's that exponentially. But we're not working our you know brain muscles as much anymore because it's not as much reading. It's more of these hits, 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 hits. And social media, there's so much beauty in social media. There's so much beauty in being able to call a friend, being able to text a loved one, being able to do all these things that we are given. And there's there's always good in all of this stuff. But it we can't deny the cost of the immediacy of this. And I'm sitting there at this park. And maybe some thoughts of overwhelm start where we're... 
in my consciousness leading up to this moment and I'm just at the park and the sun is hitting the trees in a certain way where they kind of they kind of shimmer and there's a slight breeze where if I really close my eyes and I focus on my breath I can feel the wind pulsing against my skin and I can feel it breathe almost and it's so alive and the trees are dancing and I'm looking and I see all these gnats, you know, kind of fighting each other. I see two cicadas kind of almost either they're flirting with each other or they're fighting with each other. Like, I don't know, but it's fascinating. They're alive and they're in the moment. I see dragonflies landing and kind of almost checking me out and circling me. You know, you see birds just soaring with so much grace in the sky and you take 10 minutes of just being there and seeing everything that's going on and I'm telling you like there's nothing as beautiful as that I was just sitting there and I'm like this is just so beautiful and I'm in a park in the middle of Pottstown Pennsylvania you know where like, I'm not in Zion, I'm not in Yellowstone, I'm not in the Sequoias, you know, I'm not in these, you know, Machu Picchu, where these, these energetically fantastic, beautiful landscapes. I'm just around a couple trees with some grass under my feet. There's some flowing water by the river not too far away. And the sun is there and it's just shining. And I'm sitting there in this moment and I think of the idea of being bored, and I think bored is a very common concept nowadays because physically we're not doing anything, we're kind of scrolling, and there's nothing really to do, and you're getting enough dopamine hits to stay in it, but you're not really doing anything, and you're not purpose-driven, you might not be learning, you, it's just you feel stuck, and when you feel stuck, you're bored. But I'm telling you, when you're in nature, and you're observing, and you're there, you're listening, you're smelling, you're seeing, you're feeling, you're using all your senses, you realize that there is never nothing going on. And this is one of my favorite quotes. I was introduced to this idea from the film The Peaceful Warrior with Nick Nolte. It's one of me and my mom's, my mom and I's favorite film. And it's based off of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, a book by Dan Millman. And I read the book after I watched the film, actually. And just this beautiful concept where they, cinematically, they, they captured this the essence of there's never nothing going on by really zooming up to, you know, birds, flying bees, buzzing, uh, a man and a woman holding hands, kissing, you know, living, walking. Just these close-ups where the sound kind of almost fades and it's almost like you're engulfed in this world, like underwater, that kind of sound. And you realize that there's so much going on. Like we think we're so bored, but there is so much going on that life is so alive. And it's tricky when you're indoors and I'm surrounded by these walls. I'm like just, I'm looking around my room right now and you know, I try to liven it up. I try to bring life to it, bring plants, bring bring you know crystals and, and this stuff. But I'm so around by these walls, insulated by nature, safe. And it's very easy to say that there's nothing going on because 
it's weird, but I think everything's alive, everything has energy, but it's also kind of dead. But when you're out in nature, man, everything is breathing, everything is alive. Animals, plants, the wind, the water, the sun, the stars, the clouds, it's everything is alive. And there's something so right and peaceful about that, that notion, that idea. And you realize kind of how small you are in the grand scheme of everything, but also you realize that you're connected to everything, that you're a part of this organism that is all of Earth. And I just wanted to come on here today and just share that kind of knowledge and that wisdom and that idea and that practice because every time you know it's like sometimes I'm on social media alright this is cool I feel great I'm getting a lot of really good stuff in sometimes I feel like crap every time I'm in nature I feel better every time even if it's pouring rain outside I guess maybe if it's like really 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 cold and you're you know in a really crappy mindset it could be sucky but if you're on a, in a beautiful day connected you're present, you're breathing, you put the phone in the car and you're just there. Maybe you see kids running and laughing. You know, kids' laughter is medicine. You know, seeing and being a part of everything is... And then you just start... You got all your problems, you know, that you, these existential problems at work with relationships, you know, with money, all these problems. And then you just sit and you watch like an ant just crawl around. And... You think of the life of an ant and how short their lifespan is. <laughs> and like all his life is, is this, this moment. What is his purpose? And like, like all these things, man. And just, you forget, you forget about the BS of the world, you know? And we're human, so I think there's, there's a lot on our shoulders. And there's a lot of stress, a lot of expectations, a lot of obligations that a lot of parts of nature don't have to worry about. I don't know, I just feel like we're getting further and further from nature, I guess is what I'm getting at. And if you ever feel stuck, find anywhere, even if you're in the city, if you're in New York, they got great parks there. If you're in Philly, they got great parks there. Chicago, they got great parks there. California, they got great parks there. Find nature if you feel really stuck, or if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anything, and just sit and breathe. Maybe close your eyes. This is like the meditation, which meditation, you know, can be taken a lot of ways. But if you just, you don't even have to focus on your breath. You don't even have to close your eyes. Just focus on your surroundings. Focus on a tree. Focus on a, an animal. Focus on people. Watch people. Be with yourself. Like be comfortable observing being with yourself not worrying about what other people think and when, the more i practice this the more i get in nature and i just kind of sit and i just observe or i meditate you realize no one gives a shit about what you're doing and it's been an incredible journey from that was my biggest struggle when i was younger even in high school even in college Worrying about what other people thought about you. And, you know, I think we still carry that, that parts of ourselves. There's still parts of us that want to be seen, that want to be right, want to be good. But when we can detach from that, and I think yoga was really the first time I really was able to get out of my head. 
and then you start you know go to the park take your shirt off and sit in a meditation and just allow other people to watch you and we can get so in our head and think oh my god this is weird am i weird is this enough am i are they gonna think i'm crazy it's 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 incredibly empowering when you realize that no one really cares and if they're they take the energy to come up to you then or take the energy to really really observe and think you're kind of weird that maybe there's a part of them that wish they had the courage to do as you did there's just so many variables involved but today's episode is really about understanding that there is never nothing going on and if we feel lost if we feel stuck if we feel bored just take some time out in nature and observe and you will realize like it's, I know if I told myself my 16 year old self there's never nothing going on he'd be like shut up and <laughs> just chill well, you're crazy what does that even mean it's not until you really practice it that you really understand it and you feel into it it feels good you feel a part of everything and you realize that all your problems aren't as big as they seem to be and then you can take life one step at a time and you can get through anything because you're here if you're listening to this you're alive and the hardest challenges that you've been through or that you're going through like you're you're here like you being here being able to listen being able to breathe is living proof that you can make it through anything right so friendly reminder that there's never nothing going on all right my friend thank you guys for tuning in as always if you're digging this if you're vibing with this like comment rate subscribe review tell your friends tell your family tell your loved ones you guys can follow me on instagram at larkin underscore andrew or you guys can check me out on my website my acting stuff at andrewlarkin.me for my fellow actors out there just a friendly reminder i just finished my actors transformational breathwork journey for actors and it's pretty awesome honestly i'll just listen to the to the the soundtrack and it gives me goosebumps and each song breaks down a different aspect of the obstacles and the struggles of what it is to be an artist and what it is to be an actor throughout this crazy journey and we break through a lot of stuff so if you're interested in that hit me up as always guys small act of kindness for you for others makes the world go round we need it now more than ever hug a loved one give them a nice bear hug human touch is so healing high five yourself because you are deserving you are beautiful you are strong you are brave you are amazing you are abundant and you are enough you are enough you are enough you are enough and always 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 strive to live a lucid life this is andrew larkin one love